Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, welcome to the show where we have more gadgets and gizmos than any other because we're looking back at some of the things we've already covered in 2022. So if you happen to miss any episodes, now's your chance to catch up. And I hope you had a good Christmas. Me or them generally. So where do we begin? Well, we're going to look back at the year. And the year started with Apple becoming the first $3 trillion company, which, as we pointed out at the time was uh, more than the combined income of Boeing, or kind of value of Boeing, Coca-Cola, Disney, ExxonMobil, McDonald's, Netflix, and Walmart all put together. Which is quite impressive, really, isn't it? Especially when you and I can remember the days when we couldn't persuade anybody to use an Apple computer unless yes. they already had one, virtually. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so let us... If only, on. we'd, if only we'd invested heavily in the company. If only. We wouldn't be doing this now. <laughs> we probably would, because it's fun. Yeah, we probably would. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, so uh, we're going to split up what the events of the year into sections. The first section on being robots. So we had a lot of robots this year. We did. Starting in January with the robot vacuum cleaner at the Travelodge in Cambridgeshire, which escaped. It was roboting around, vacuuming the, the, the entrance hall didn't stop at the front door, and made a break for it. Later discovered, buried under a hedge somewhere. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, Had to be taken back in disgrace. It's like when escaped prisoners get taken back to Colditz, isn't it? On to to April, uh, San Francisco, where the police stopped a car uh, without headlights, which crossed an intersection when the lights were against it. Mm -hmm. And when they stopped the car, they found they didn't have a driver. It was an autonomous car. What did they do then? I can't imagine what they did then. They scratched well, yeah. their heads, I imagine. Yes, I imagine. Yes, well, what do you do? Because presumably you can't let it go on its own. And who do you give a ticket to? Exactly. Well, I suppose it's to the car's manufacturer, ultimately. Fascinating. Okay. Yes. Uh, May, lots of robots in May. We had the jumping robot invented by the University of California, which jumped... 30 metres, which is the highest jump anything has ever made, which is really quite impressive. It was a cone on two intersecting carbon fibre hoops tied together with rubber bands, and it achieved an acceleration of 0 to 60 in 9 milliseconds. So take that, Tesla. Yes, you want to stand well back from that. You really would want to stand well back from that. Also in May, we read about the Hiroshima Institute of Technology, who trained underwater robots to kill jellyfish. They didn't call it a robot. They called it a jellyfish extermination device, which sucked jellyfish into it and jets of pressurised water then shredded them. So not very wildlife friendly. But then maybe jellyfish aren't very wildlife friendly anyway. We also uh, talked about 
getting your teeth cleaned by nanobots, which will Ooh, be steered, yes. steered by magnetic fields into microscopic channels in your teeth. And they, and they heat up to kill bacteria. I'm not sure I like the sound of it. It depends on who's driving, really. Probably some 17-year-old who's just come <laughs> off Call of Duty. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Well. In June, we heard about the smallest remote control robot, which is just half a millimetre wide. It had six legs, and it was the product of the Northwestern University in Illinois. Not terribly fast. It achieves the speed of one millimeter every four seconds. So I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with that. We also talked about scarecrows being scared, uh, being well, then being replaced by autonomous drones. This is a product of the Washington State University, which have scarecrows that are rather well, drones that zoom around scaring birds off fields, and they have cameras that recognize flapping wings. How did right. they train these cameras to recognize flapping wings? They got yes. volunteers to run around fields, flapping their hands above their heads until they were dive-bombed by the drones. What? So should anybody be wandering through one of these fields and wave to one of their friends, they could be in for it. They, Yes, they, they could. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, clear with them. The robot pizza maker, which could you can make five times four types of dough, four different cheeses, 35 toppings. It can churn out 50 pizzas an hour. If you're thinking of getting one, there are two reasons why you shouldn't. One is that it costs $7,000 a month. And the other one yes. is that it is nearly four meters square. So it's going to take up, uh, it's going to fill your kitchen, probably more than fill your kitchen. Didn't we watch a robot burger? A maker, and you know those those programs yes. that we've both been watching, Hannah Fry's um, thing yeah. about you know the things of modern life. Wasn't there? There was a robot burger maker in one of those, wasn't there? Robots can do all kinds of extraordinary things, Quite extraordinary, including yeah. Probably, we'll probably replace fish. next year. <laughs> bionic robot fish, which they're hoping will clean the microplastics in the sea around Sichuan, where the university has invented these things, thirteen millimeters long and driven by laser light. And apparently, despite being so short, they can pull five kilograms of microplastic, which, given that microplastic is, as the name implies, very small, is an awful lot of microplastic. That's a good thing, mm. isn't it? No, oh, it seems very impressive. I, I, yeah, I do wonder just how realistic it is. But I, you know, nothing I, you know, nothing I ever think actually is going to work does work, and the things I think aren't going to work are usually the ones that do. Well, Sorry, I snuck that up on you. That took me by surprise. Yes. As indeed our listeners, I expect. Uh, yes, the thing that, uh, that did work was the chess robot at the Mo Moscow Open back in July, which worked perfectly until it attacked a seven-year-old oh, boy. Yes. Oh, yes. It's very grumpy at being beaten. Yeah. Well, he, he responded too quickly to move his piece while the robot was still moving its piece, or just finished moving it, and it grabbed his finger and broke it. He did go on to compete the next day but sadly this not being hollywood he didn't win the competition no. which is a shame because that would have been a good film in the film version he will definitely win the competition did the robot win i don't know i think the match was probably abandoned after it broke his finger because it's, it's frowned upon in chess circles to break your opinion uh, your opponent's <laughs> yes i wonder if rules actually covered it i don't suppose physical violence <laughs> and chess not, often go together <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, we uh, we talked in September about the robot cockroaches, oh, yeah. six centimeters long, with a solar cell on their back, and the idea is that these things can find survivors in disaster zones, yes. or in fact, they can go into uh, nuclear disaster zones because, of course, cockroaches are immune to just about everything, and robot cockroaches are even more immune yes. because it did, they're robots. It did occur to me afterwards, of course, if I were a survivor and you know, was in a fairly fragile state, and I suddenly saw a robot cockroach coming towards me, I might easily have a heart attack. Yes. And no longer be a survivor. There is that danger. (laughs) Or indeed, if you're lost up a mountain, and a drone comes to rescue you, and you discover that it's edible. This is the product of uh, the EPFL Institute in Switzerland, where the wings of the drone are made of rice cakes. So that when it comes along, (laughs) and it says... All very well, don't worry about it. Mountain rescue on its way. In the in the meantime, do you fancy a snack? Sadly, it can't make you a pizza because a 3.7 by 3.7 meter robot will be difficult to fix to a drone. Shame about that, really. Uh, and of course, we've had more robots. We've had robot spiders inspecting uh, Japanese sewers. We've had robot falcons scaring the crows away in Holland. Well, I, th- I think a robot falcon really is is pretty much the same as uh, the robot that they the drone that they invented in in Washington state except they didn't call it a robot falcon which they almost their, their big mistake and of course the the robot nose which was based on dog's oh, yes. ability to detect prostate cancer by sniffing urine and we only mentioned it because they called it the diagnose which is an absolute the best pun of the year absolutely the best pun of the year Time for us then to take a break, give you a chance to um, pause, catch your breath, and then we'll be back with yet more of Gadgets and Gizmos from the year of 2022. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Simon Rose talking to Steve Kaplan about some of the gadgets and gizmos that we have covered in 2022, looking through. So that was a lot of robots. That was a lot of robots, from robots onto animals. Mm -hmm. And starting back in March with the dodo. The dodo genome has been sequenced by the University of California. and So it's possible they could somehow engineer a dodo. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm. Love to see a dodo wandering around again. And apparently they're delicious, according to... Captain Cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine that this time around, they may be off the menu. Well, yes. Well, well, well I don't know if they... Maybe there will be a dodo park, like Jurassic Park, but maybe not quite as dangerous. <laughs> yes. And uh, talking of uh, things being off the menu, seagulls in Venice are well known for stealing people's food. And the Gritty Palace Hotel, which has outdoor tables, is particularly prone to this. So they mm. have issued their guests with bright orange water pistols so that they can fire them at the seagulls. Turns out they don't need to fire them because the bright orange is enough to scare the seagulls away in the first place. 
because they know there's water coming or just they just don't like bright orange well possibly a bit of both they may have learned about the water and uh, and got scared off by it which would be a good thing i mean there are seagulls menacing seaside resorts all over the world i mean particularly in the uk people complaining about them stealing they seem to have a fondness for chips and ice cream so why don't other places do exactly the same thing they should. I think everyone who goes to the seaside should be armed with a, a, yeah. a bright orange water pistol, and pretty soon the seagulls will get the message. Yes. Well, they'll come in land, then we're, then we're in trouble. They're not protected species, are they, seagulls? No. No, just, just want to mention that before we get letters complaining. Yes. <laughs> there are relatively few people who think that they're a yes. wonderful thing. Yeah. So on now to Texas and Viagen Pets and Equine who, for a price, will clone your dead or terminally ill pet. Right. So an exact replica of it. Um, when I say for a price, $30,000 for a cat, 50000 for a dog, up to $85,000 for a horse, which may be actually a bit of a bargain, because I think your average horse probably costs more than $85,000. Never having bought an average horse. And so physically... Indistinguishable, presumably, but uh, presumably behaviour may be completely different. Well, of course, it wouldn't have the learned behaviour of your pet. No. So, you know, if a dog is used to being coming when you call its name, it wouldn't anymore. And, of course, you have to tra- house train the dogs and the cats all over again, and you'd probably have to break the horse in all over again. So, really, all a, a bit of a palaver, I would say. Bit of, anyway. bit of a palaver. Yes, that's, that's a great a name for a company. I don't know what they do, but yes, a bit of a palaver. <laughs> I'm managing director, a bit of a palaver. Yes. Exactly. Okay. COVID sniffer dogs. We we have seen them at airports. You see them very occasionally. And um, they tried them. These were the sniffer dogs that were originally trained to sniff out drugs, and then they were switched mm. to yep. COVID. And in May, they did an airport trial of 303 passengers. And the dogs matched the PCR results uh, by 90%, 98%. There were three positive cases among those 303 passengers, and the dogs missed all three. Right. So, yes, exactly. Not that hot, really. Okay. Let us go on to Ben-Gurion University, where they have been busy training goldfish to drive a car. I mean, someone had to do it. Oh, my goodness. It is officially. Well, I suppose the they must get so bored just going round and round in those bowls all day. Well, do you think they, they must long for a car? sense of adventure? They drive the car to the nearest roundabout and just go round and round that all day, I imagine. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. So explain this to me, please. Well, they put the, the goldfish in a fish tank and the goldfish can see out of the fish tank, and when they swim towards the front, the fish tank moves forwards, and it goes in the direction that they that they swim in. Although you think they'd run out of tank before they run out of road. Yes, there must be there so. must be uh, there must be a solution to that. Maybe uh, and we don't know why fish. they've done this, do we? Apart from the fact that they can, therefore they will. No, we don't know why they've done that. We also don't know why Rice University hacked fruit flies' like brains in order to remote control them. These are not just any fruit flies, of course, but genetically engineered fruit flies, uh, which then have iron oxide nanoparticles injected into their brain. Um, right. I, I mean, why? It's, I, I can't imagine any purpose. They say that they could use the technology somehow to restore sight 
to patients. But I don't know if that involves injecting fruit flies into their eyes. That's not really what you want, is it? Oh, horrible. Okay. Meanwhile, at Rice University in Texas, they have been getting into necrobiotics, which is not quite as awful as it sounds, but in fact, it's nearly as awful as it sounds. The problem is, when it comes to electronics, electronics are getting smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And how do you pick up very, very small and very fragile things without breaking them? The answer, of course, is to use dead spiders. <laughs> so they, yes, of course. They, How did I know? They that? have hacked dead spiders, and using a hydraulic pressure, each spider lasts up to a thousand open and closed cycles before it finally gives up the ghost. Assuming spiders indeed turn into ghosts, right? And then you have to get another dead spider and do it all over again. Oh, now I'm going to have trouble. Now I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight because I'm going to be thinking about ghost spiders. Well, it's better than thinking about having fruit flies injected into your brain. Oh, well, yes, I suppose that is true. Yes, yeah. uh, facial recognition for salmon we haven't mentioned yet, but that is indeed a thing. It turns out that the Pacific salmon are uh, pushing out the Atlantic salmon from mm. the waters around Norway. So they put in special gates with facial recognition built in so that only <laughs> Atlantic salmon can get through and the Pacific salmon can't. That's quite, quite, quite bizarre. Steve, let's just pause for a moment. So, more gadgets, more gizmos going back. Well, we're, um, done, with, we're done with robots, we're done with animals, and we're okay. on to lickable TVs. <laughs> this is... This is the invention of a professor at a university in Tokyo who was invented. He calls it the taste TV, and you lick the screen. And when someone said to him, well, what are you actually going to do with this TV? He said, oh, um, yes, uh, it could be used to train chefs or sommeliers. But frankly, I think that's an idea that his time possibly has not quite come. Yes, yes, yes. Could you imagine? You go in to watch the TV and you're worried if other people have already been licking the screen. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Don't like the idea at all. Even if people haven't. I mean, just uh, in almost yeah. every way imaginable. Could you imagine if instead of facial recognition for unlocking phone screens, they decided to use tongue recognition or something? How horrible that would be. See people licking their phone screens all day. Yes. It would be disgusting. So yeah. anyway, that's um, other, other interesting news from this year or last year, if you're listening to this next year, in which case it is this year. It is, yes. Oh, yes. I'm getting tangled up in semantic knots. Wordle. I think most people discovered Wordle back at the beginning of 2022. Yeah. And it was bought by the New York Times for an undisclosed seven-figure fee, so somewhere over a million dollars. And I'm only mentioning this because of a rather smart headline in The Guardian, which read... Smart daily brain tease works magic, makes eager crowd happy, later turns truly viral, until game's adept maker earns great money. And, of course, every word in there is five letters long. Yes, yes. What a nice... Isn't it nice that the Guardian still do things like that? And and on the occasion when I can't get my um, tablet to actually load the website, I get the word error. Do you? Yes. Also, five, five letters. Letter yeah. Difficult yeah, yeah. one to guess with those three R's in it. Yes. Luckily, I don't think it's come up yet, but maybe it has. But then we we yeah. spoke before this. We're we're both we're both stomped on today's wordle. 
But yes. as you point out before, by the time they listen to this, it won't be today's anymore. It'll be yesterday's or even possibly one of last year's. But Exactly. Yeah. But uh, we haven't. Yes, I'm amazed that we have still haven't tired of it because we, we test each other every single day almost yes. without fail on it. I'm not getting bored with it yet, are you? No, it's become my morning ritual. Yes. And it is, it is extraordinary how you can sift through all the many thousands of words that you know and categorise them into the ones that contain, you know, these letters, but not yeah. in the order that's shown there because they were all wrong. Yes, Very I know. Bizarre, but Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Right. Um, let's talk about the room at the Rayakan Asahi Hotel in Fukuoka, which was available for only 100 yen a night, which is 64p, which is a bit of a bargain for a hotel. Hmm. The only drawback being that you have to live stream yourself for the whole time you're in it. Yes. The bathroom, you'll be glad to know, is down the corridor. <laughs> excellent, excellent. excellent. We, ought to, we ought to try and look and see if anybody's actually done it yet. I mean, presumably they have. Presumably lots of people have. Do you, remember, do you remember the early days of, well, early days of internet, but I mean, you know, not long after web browsers turned up, when it, people were sort of live streaming all manner of things. We're fascinated looking at webcams from other parts of the world. Whatever you know what happened to the that? The first webcam was? The first webcam oh, was... Oh, wasn't it a coffee, coffee machine or something? It was a coffee machine, yes. Yes, yes. It was so that, that the... Uh, you the, told the us about that. ...working in the nearby lab could see yes. when it needed filling up without having to go and look. Yes, yes. Exciting. Probably still going, that one. It probably is, yes. I don't know if it gets that many views these days. There are more interesting things you can see on webcams now. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Sina Estavi who was a uh, the CEO of a cryptocurrency uh, outfit who paid $2.9 million for an NFT of the first tweet back in 2021. Mm -hmm. 2021 being the year when NFTs were all the rage and people thought, well, this is the future of buying and selling artworks. He put it up for a resale with a starting price of $40 million. And the highest bid he got was $280. So he's already said he won't take less than $50 million for it now. So I don't know, he may be just stuck with the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, let us go on then to, oh, the road surface in between Aberystwyth and Cardigan, the A487 in Wales, which has been made twice as long, lasting by the addition of nappies. Apparently, 140 million disposable nappies have been each year in Wales, and they can now be turned into roads instead. That they does, that no does seem pretty impressive as a form of yeah. recycling. I don't know yes. how. I mean, it must be nappy collectors, a bit like the sort of Victorian night soil people who used to go. Around. Oh God, yes, yes, yes. yes. So you wonder, yes, you wonder how they do collect them. Yes, and. Um, we could talk also back in September about Southwest Airlines, who were giving free ukulele lessons on their flight to Hawaii. As part yes, of I'm sorry, I missed that one. Hawaii. It's a shame. They gave free ukuleles to all the passengers. The lessons only lasted 20 minutes, after which the passengers were encouraged not to carry on playing their ukuleles. <laughs> but they weren't allowed just, to take them with them off the plane. Just so bizarre. But you imagine, there you are on the tarmac at Hawaii Airport, Hmm. All these passengers come off carrying ukuleles. You say, great, give us a concert then, and none of them can play. That's going to be well, confusing. It doesn't take much more than 20 minutes to learn how to play the ukulele. It doesn't. And we will finish with some practical news. This we revealed back in August, pain relief pills work faster 
if you're lying on your oh, right yes. side. This is extraordinary. Uh, this is I had forgotten this, and I was ill recently, and I'd forgotten. Tell me again. Yes, yes. This is research from Johns Hopkins University. It's because your stomach is asymmetric. So if you had a uh, aspirin or ibuprofen or paracetamol, your pain relief of choice, if you took it standing up, it would take 23 minutes to dissolve in your stomach. If you were lying on your right side, it would take just 10 minutes. If you were lying on your left side, it would take 100 minutes. It's an hour and 40 minutes. So a huge difference. So if you do get a cold this winter and you find yourself reaching for the Lemsip, after you quaffed it down, lie on your left side. Have you actually tried, given that you've got a cold at the moment, have you actually tried this yet? Oh, I was ill recently. Right side. Thought. Right side. Right side. Left side. Yeah. Right is right. That's how we remembered it. We discussed it last time. How are we going to remember? Right yes. is right. Right is right. Uh, no, I completely forgot. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> unfortunately, when I was ill, I've forgotten as well. But we'll get the hang of it eventually. We will. Well, that's it. Unfortunately, so that's a look back at some of the gadgets and gizmos from 2022. We'll have lots, lots more in 2023. You can be absolutely certain of that. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. Um, and do listen in to Gadgets and Gizmos in the future. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.